to Varsity, where in Atlanta you can get a hot dog, but in South Carolina you get sports talk. The Roar, where every day is game day. Was Ben Milstead live here inside the Upcountry Fiber Studios? Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Our friend Fred Cunningham gets in with this, and I just think this is it, it is it is interesting what basketball people value. Shouldn't honestly, should, are, are we doing a basketball tournament here? Or are we doing the administrative invitational? Should I said this in the last hour? Shouldn't the opinions of basketball people hold some weight? Isn't that what the net was designed to do to bring the, the, the efficiency numbers and the basketball into play? If teams are making it that, or I would say the better way to say it is, teams aren't making it, the basketball people are like, yeah, for, for sure they should get in. Like, no hesitation. You saw there was a difference of opinion among just three people. There was a difference of opinion about Rutgers and Oklahoma State. Difference of opinion. Any difference of Anybody think Clemson should have been left out? Now, again, don't hear what I'm not saying. People who are like, well, they had some bad losses and they're not going to Like, we know why Clemson was left out. We know why they were. But my question is, why didn't that same standard apply to NC State with their subpar non-conference strength of schedule and their one quad one win? There's zero quad one wins away from home. Why didn't that same standard apply to them? That's, that's what I'm not, because they played Kansas in a non-conference? And Clemson lost to Iowa, so they had to play Cal instead of TC. I mean, I'd like it, it, it's it's maddening. It's maddening that that's the standard. But that has to be it. That has to be it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get back in my soapbox in a second. But I got to tell you about plumbing experts. You know, speaking of soapboxes, one of my soapboxes is this: since I found out that the plumbing experts could stop you from having plumbing issues with your septic tank, this is now a soapbox issue for me. I am notorious for. Ah, I'll, that'll, I'll take care of that later. Not with plumbing stuff. All you need is one plumbing disaster. You have one, is that, uh, 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 John knows, but like people know. One plumbing disaster is all you need to make sure that you do everything you possibly can to avoid that nightmare ever again. And it works when you have a good plumber. It, it's great when you have a good plumber that can come and deal with your crisis, whatever it is. But what if I told you that the plumbing experts could keep you from crisis mode? That they could come out, look at your septic tank, give it a once over, see if there's any issues, fix anything that might be wrong with it. Some stuff you may not know about. Some stuff that you may not have any indication that something's wrong, but they can find it. What if I told you that they could get you on a regular maintenance plan with that septic tank? So that you don't ever have to think about that again, but they will. So they come by, they look at it every three to five years, make sure everything's working right, and they keep you from a disaster. I'm telling you right now, if you have had one plumbing disaster, you hope you never have to do it again. And thanks to the plumbing experts, you might not have to. You definitely won't with your septic tank. Call the experts, the plumbing experts, do it today. Go to theplumbingexperts.com. 
That's theplumbingexperts.com. Text from the 864 says, yes, basketball. I'm sick of all these bracket nerds on Twitter who are so arrogant about their metrics. Lenardi spinoffs. Here, you know what? Can I, can I give the bracket industry a pass a little bit? I'm going to give Lenardi a pass a little bit, okay? And I know Ben has been hard on Lenardi, and I've been hard on Lenardi, and all these people hard on Lenardi. He, here's, here's why I think we have to give him a little bit of a pass. Because weren't they right about Clemson? Like, all they're really doing, and I... I've been I think it's a little more complex because I think the committee watches them and reads them and it can it can sort of see what they say can seep into their thinking. But in the purest sense, the bracketologists, the bracket, the professional bracket industry is trying to read the minds of the committee. It's sort of like NFL draft analysis. It's kind of the same way. Like Mel Kuyper Jr., I say this all the time about Walt. Walt Walt says this, and you can hear Walt talk about it for three seven. Walt Walt says this about um, we're, we're getting into NFL draft season here. Drafts what five weeks away, and so Walt's going to come out with his top one hundred, and he's going to come out with his first round mock. And he always says that the holy grail to him is win the top one hundred because that is straight talent analysis. When you're trying to discern what other people are thinking um, and what they're trying to do, that's a whole different layer that you're removed from that process. And that's what the bracket industry is trying to do. They're trying to look at previous trends where, again, Clemson's strength of schedule was prohibitive in years past for other teams. And they were trying to weigh that. And you could see there were a couple at the end that kind of put Clemson in, but they weren't real sure. And then a bunch of them had Clemson out and Clemson ended up not making it. And, and ultimately, the bracketologist's job is to be right. It's not to try to change the system or to try to, like, craft a narrative. They're, in the purest sense, their job is to be right. Now, as I said, I think what Billis and Greenberg and Vital and Gary Paris from CBS and Seth Davis and Jay Wright, like, I think Wally Zerbiak, I think what they say matters because I think the committee members can't possibly not watch them. They can't possibly pay attention to and listen to what they're saying. But I also think that their job is to try to predict the bracket correctly so that people know what's going to happen. So I will say I, I, I give them a pass for, uh, for, for trying to read the committee's mind in a way that we might not agree with. Because ultimately they were correct. And whether we agree with the reason they were correct or not is a different subject. So I... I'm a little less I'm, I'm a little less willing to like pile onto them, but I think it is fair to say that there are too many guys who think like bracket nerds on a committee and not enough people to think about basketball. John, do you think that's fair? I think that's very fair. Yeah. Okay. Now I want to. Well, I think that we have used. A, I talk about this all in the press box. I think analytics are a great tool. I think the net ranking and all of these metrics are good tools. But we also don't need to overcomplicate ourselves, confuse ourselves. And when you when you watch clubs that just play on the court this year, that's one of that's a tournament team. You're watching a tournament team. I think we just overcomplicated the process with so many people trying to force their metrics into this, and we have forgotten that the game is determined on the court, not on the piece of paper. Um, I, speaking of that, we've got another audio clip that we'll play in just a second. Because Dick Vitale was saying some of these same sentiments. I want to go back just briefly. I want to say one more thing about strength of schedule. Here's what I here's what I mean by my critique of the committee here. 
if it doesn't make sense that one team got in over the other one and the basketball people can't figure it out with the head-to-head and they can't figure out why Pittsburgh's in and they can't figure out why North Carolina's ahead of Clemson, then you look for the common thread. The common thread is rewarding somebody that's scheduled well in the non-conference versus not. Jay Billis says, shouldn't matter shouldn't matter if your tough games are against conference teams or non-conference teams. Remember, we talk about this with Georgia Tech football all the time. Why is Georgia Tech football scheduling Ole Miss? Well, it's because of this stupid thing where you only get credit for scheduling in the non-conference. You don't get credit just for playing hard games, no matter where they are. You don't get credit for winning the hard games you play. I don't understand it. And the only way that I can make sense of it is to say that there is a double-mindedness within the committee. There are more than one things that they're trying to accomplish. And they're trying to do it for the good of the game because the networks and the conference commissioners and the presidents and the people in charge want folks watching college basketball in November and December. So what they're doing is they're trying to incentivize the kinds of matchups that people want to watch. But the issue is that they are doing that by prioritizing non-conference strength of schedule over literally everything else. If you can be out, even if you have better metrics and better everything, if you can be out because of your non-conference strength of schedule or in because of your non-conference strength of schedule, that's bad. And that's broken. And there is not one singular reason on the sheet of paper why Pittsburgh is ahead of Clemson, except non-conference strength of schedule. Up to and including where they are, uh, where they were matched up head-to-head and Clemson went to Pittsburgh and beat them. There is not one single basketball reason for North Carolina to be ahead of Clemson, but you know what reason there is? Non-conference strength of schedule. You, you can point to some other things when North Carolina's... I mean, look, North Carolina at 46, a very similar resume to NC State. Side note, I kind of think North Carolina and NC State have similar resumes. I don't know why NC State gets a nod and North Carolina doesn't. I don't know why NC State doesn't even have to play a first four game. Honestly, I think NC State's the biggest travesty, travesty of the whole thing. That Mississippi State and Pittsburgh and Nevada and Arizona State, a team that has one quad one win, that had a significantly worse strength of schedule, that had a significantly worse RPI, if you're looking at that. North Carolina also had no bad losses. Why is North Carolina not a tournament team and NC State not a tournament team? I, I still don't get that one. But the fact of the matter is that North Carolina and Pittsburgh scheduled tougher in the non-conference than Clemson did, and they did nothing else better than Clemson. They did not play basketball better than Clemson this year. So that's my... I won't even call it a conspiracy theory. That is my thought about the double-mindedness, that somewhere along the way, the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee became the keepers of the non-conference TV ratings, the November and December TV ratings. Otherwise, how do you explain Pitt and North Carolina being ahead of Clemson? Because I can't do it. Let's go to Jason and Spartanburg who's up with us next. What's up, Jason? Hey, thanks for taking my call. There's yes, no, not really nothing to add with what, uh, what you've said as, as far as that goes. It just happens to every year there's always a team or two that uh, deserve, probably deserves to get in, a team that, that doesn't deserve. And sometimes the, the die test, uh, you know, just should matter more. Common sense. But maybe just, if I'm Clemson, I'm using this as an opportunity. And this year, not making an NCAA tournament, getting, I guess, kind of, kind of getting screwed or 
that, that part of it. Spencer could, could have done more to, to, to get to, to get in. But when you put out 13 seasons, uh, three NCAA appearances, man, that, that shouldn't be good enough. In my opinion, if, if a change is not made, I don't really think there's people at uh, Clemson care enough about basketball. Obviously, you know, you can't hold it the same standard as football, of course. You know, football is, is, is what it is. But, you know, if you're making the – I believe if you have a coach at Clemson that makes the tournament more years than he does, and I think that most people's going to be happy about that. And, you know, that's, you know, that, that that's not happened. And so I think it's uh, – I think it's changes probably should have been made, uh, you know, before this season. I You know, I don't see – a good uh, reason to keep Brownell. Fantastic guy, but you know you pay a guy, you don't pay a lot of guy a lot of money for that. So thanks for taking my call. All right, thanks, Jason. Appreciate the phone call. Here, here's what I would here's what I would say to Jason, and I get that there's some frustration about not making the tournament. If you had said before the season that Clemson would win well over twenty games. They'll win 15 ACC games. They will be a three seed in the ACC. They would have four quad one wins. They will be above 500 in quad one and quad two. They would have significant road victories. They would, and you know what? You would say that not a single, not a single power team with that number of wins, with that seeding, and with that win percentage in their league has ever been left out of a tournament. And I don't tell you whether they made the tournament or not. What would you say? Would you ask any other questions? Would you ask how tough was their non-conference strength of schedule? Would you ask any other follow-up questions about that? My answer is no. You would assume they would make the tournament. I've said that Clemson was a historic exclusion from the tournament. In 40 years, we've not seen a team excluded from the tournament. Since they expanded to 64, we've not seen a team excluded from the tournament that achieved several different benchmarks that Clemson did win that amount of games, have that type of win percentage, be ranked that highly in the ACC. Have not seen it. Clemson did it. They did all that stuff. I would argue that whoever the next coach at Clemson is would rather not be fired when he wins 24 games and beats his conference opponents 15 times. That's that's what I would say. Now, if, if Graham Neff wants to have a program where that's not good enough, we would know that it's not just about this season, but it's about the entire body of work. It's true. I would Again, I would just ask this question. Are you willing to go and look at a prospective job candidate and answer the question of, is winning 70 games in your league not good enough at Clemson? If I win 70% of my games in, in the league, how, how, how are you going to react to that? By every standard except what, what a third-party selection committee says, Clemson had a really good season. Clemson had one of the best seasons in the history of its men's basketball program. And everybody but the NCAA selection committee, and apparently some Clemson fans, thought they didn't deserve to get in. And the bracket industry. You fire a coach after that? Everybody wants to get to the tournament. I keep hearing this thing about, well, people want to settle for mediocrity. Nah, we just don't like firing 24-win coaches sometimes. I don't. I don't like firing coaches that win 70% of their conference games. I like winning conference games. I like playing on Friday at the NCAA tournament or at the uh, ACC tournament. And I like going to the NCAA tournament too. But I think Graham Neff, no matter what he decides to do, Graham Neff is not going to let third parties dictate what happens with his basketball program. 
Graham Neff knows the men's basketball program inside and out. There is no question he has been close to them for a long time. He knows better than anybody in the in the room whether they've had a successful season or not. And we'll see what he says about it. Let's take a break. When we come back, we got more on this. We've also got uh, Stockwatch. We got more to do. 654 is the number back for more after this. You can spend the new year on the water. Clemson Marina is here to get your family into the boat you have always wanted. Whether it's a 23 Triton fishing boat or one of our other great brands or models, we have you covered. At Clemson Marina, our certified techs will keep your Triton fishing boat running smoothly all season long. We also offer boat rentals, on-the-water dining at the grill, and a hassle-free boating alternative at Freedom Boat Club. Clemson Marina, your authorized Triton boat stealer. Have you ever asked yourself, do I need an estate plan? David Green hears that question almost every day, and the answer is yes. Let David and his team show you why and help you create your personal estate plan to preserve your legacy for your family. Don't put it off another day. Call David Green at 271-7940. That's 271-7940. Or visit greenlaw.legal and begin the journey to secure your legacy. Skeptic about septic? Call the experts, the plumbing experts. Did you know your septic tank should be pumped every three to five years? With their maintenance plan, you don't need to worry. They take care of it. When it comes to septic tanks, prevention through routine maintenance is key. Their plumbers are fully trained, licensed, and qualified to provide the best experience the first time. So whether you need a pump or repair, don't be a skeptic on septic. Call the experts, the plumbing experts. Visit online at theplumbingexperts.com. They won't let you down. Since 1917, Harbin Lumber Company has been a top lumber and building supplier in the industry. Their number one asset is their employees, people who are dedicated to providing quality building products and contractor services. People just like you, working to grow and be a part of the community. From construction projects to large remodeling jobs, see the hardworking folks people have entrusted for nearly 100 years. Harbin Lumber Company, serving South Carolina, Georgia, and North Carolina, and online at harbinlumber.com. This is Coach Dabo Sweeney. I remember how great it was to turn 21, but remember, just because you're 21 or over doesn't mean you can buy alcohol for anyone underage. In fact, you could face fines and jail time for a first offense. Upstate alcohol enforcement teams are enforcing underage drinking laws to save lives. When officers catch a minor with alcohol, they ask, who gave it to them? Don't let it be you. For more information, go to phoenixcenter.org. Hey Anderson, if you're looking for a great place to work, Glen Raven is hiring. The making of world-famous Sunbrella products has opportunities for experienced pros and candidates who are new to manufacturing. Glen Raven offers a very competitive hourly rate, plus you'll get a $1,500 sign-on bonus. The generous benefit package includes paid vacation and holidays, 401k matching, a pension program, free on-site medical care, a 24-7 fitness center, and more. Apply at join.sunbrella.com today. Hey friends, Don Munson here for Buff City Soap with the Hartwell Village Shopping Center in Clemson and the shops at Green Ridge in Greenville. Yes, Buff City Soap has delightfully scented plant-based soaps that are handmade daily, but they also have laundry soap, foaming hand soaps, shaving soaps, facial bar, beard care products, and all of the accessories to make your skin happy. Shop for yourself, shop for friends, family, or co-workers. Buff City has a soap for everyone and any occasion. Be sure to like on Facebook for updates and specials at Buff City Soap Greenville and Buff City Soap Clemson. Raymond Yachts are here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. 
Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, trunk lids, license plate holders, and headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. When you need parts, get it right the first time with eBay Guaranteed Fit. When you see the check, you know that part's going to fit. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Check out the Press Box with Brad and John every weekday morning from 9 to noon here on The Roar. Brad and John will get you caught up on all things college football, from Group of Five to Power Five, Clemson football, coaching carousel, and more. Brad and John also keep you up to date with everything in college athletics, as well as the Atlanta Braves. Check it out each morning on 105.5 and 97.5 FM, or tune in on our app or website, theroarfm.com. With 11 different apartment communities in the Clemson area, Burton Properties wants you to know there are apartments ready for lease. In the Heritage at Riverwood and Heritage Point, they have units available for any size you need, and they are also reserving for the fall. Please visit their website at clemsonapartments.com. That's clemsonapartments.com. Or call 653-7717 or 654-1130. Burton Properties is family-owned and operated, and their family looks forward to serving you. Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. We're your sports psychologists. Taking your calls on the Vibe Broadband phone lines all day. You're listening to 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Where every day is game day. All right, one other thing. I get a text on the personal text line. Shall remain nameless. Who says this about Pittsburgh? Points out these things about Pittsburgh, which is true. Pittsburgh made the field despite the following, which, I mean, I understand the quad system. You want to say Clemson had some bad losses. That's cool. You know what's a bad loss? Losing by 31 on a neutral court to Michigan. Is that a bad loss? I mean, it's quad two, but isn't that bad? By 30? By 31. Yeesh. Uh, is, it, is it bad to lose to Florida State and Notre Dame? Is that bad? Yes. Okay. So those are also bad losses. Um, lost oh, to- man, you, you lose to Notre Dame with the conference on the line, too. Right. Uh, you lost to West Virginia at home by 25. So, much like we're talking about with NC State, these games are not close. So, like, what? Like what's worse? And I'm serious about this. People think I'm being funny or, like, propagandist or whatever. I'm Like, I'm serious. Think about the logical reasoning behind what's worse. Getting drilled by an NIT team on a neutral floor by 31 or losing on the road to a quad four conference opponent by three or five. Losing at South Carolina by two. We're, we're supposed to think those are worse losses than losing to Michigan by 31 or losing at home to West Virginia by 25 or losing to Florida State. and Notre- Like, don't tell me that Pitt doesn't have as many bad. Pitt's got bad losses, folks. I wonder, 
what the actual process is for the committee. Are they are are they comparing teams head to head like Pitt and Clemson, or you know that as an example? Or I mean, how do you think they are narrowing the field down? I mean, some some say they don't do it by conference. I say that is hogwash, or else you'd have potentially much more unbalanced conference representation than you do, right? Oh, yes. I mean, I, I, it seems like you would be looking at, at some point you're looking at conference standings and, and not going by conference standings and not saying, well, you know, well, this team's got to be better because they finished higher in the conference. That's not always the case. I, I understand that. But, like, if you're looking at Clemson and Pitt – I would say that they're peers by definition of being in the same conference. Right. Because so much of your schedule is similar. So you're already a peer. And then you go, well, okay, but they're they're a lot alike. And look, I mean, I thought Pills a good team this year for most of the year. I did too. You look at both of them and go, well, but, you know, Clemson finished higher. But, yeah, but we think Pitts, we still think Pitts better. Uh, you know, they had a tougher non-conference. Okay, well, let's look at the net. But Clemson finished higher than Pitt in the net. How do you, ex- I mean, how do you explain? Uh, what was the what was the deciding thing if you were, in fact, looking at those two teams head-to-head? And I would think that when you're talking about, you know, 10, 11 seed teams, you're – you're looking. You're you are looking at some head to head. I mean, you're down to the last couple of spots that you're trying to decide, and so they have this one sheet on on each team. And in my mind, they're laying them out on the table, and they're saying, "Well, look, this team is better here, and this team is better here." I really would just love to know what is the thing that you saw on Pitts that's better than Clemson's. And as of yet, we don't know. I didn't even mention head to head. That's right. Which doesn't matter. Uh, head to head in Pitt's building, by the way. Clemson right, went two right. Pitt and one. And there, here's another thing. You know, I, I actually saw this on Twitter from a national pundit was talking about the the dissimilarities between, you know, basically some of the things about Clemson's resume, the historic nature of their inclusion, which, contrary to popular belief, it wasn't as simple as well. You know, it's as simple as you know. I've gotten I've gotten probably a handful of these tickets. As simple as this, you don't lose the bad games. You don't have a bad string of the schedule. You get in. Well, on the same token. You win 70% of your league games, you win 24 games, you get in. Like the same token. Again, it we, we have to stop thinking that it would have been historic for Clemson to be included as if it wasn't historic for Clemson to be excluded. Yeah. Texture says, uh, if Clemson would have played a close game against Virginia, would Clemson be there? Clemson got blown out. You know what? I think that's a fair question. And I did think about that. Like your last memory that, that the committee had of you was not a good one if they're watching that game. But by the same token, isn't that the same with NC State and Pitt? Pitt didn't get blown out. Well, they did get blown out by Duke. Remember? Oh, yes, they, they did. They got blown out just in the middle of the afternoon. Gave 100 points to Duke. So, so Texture, I mean, I think it's a good question, but if that's the, if that's the answer, then I would say – this actually helps Clemson. If you're going by how you did in your last game, it certainly hurts Pitt and, and NC State. Definitely NC State because, well, I don't have to tell you again who they got blown out by. 
That's right. If you're like you said, if if you're going by what was the last thing that you saw, Pitt, NC State, and Clemson all lost by twenty plus their last game. All three of those teams did, and two of those teams made the tournament. One of them did. I personally don't think that there is one result. Like if you say if they had if they had won this game instead of losing it, that would have made up four spots. Because that's what Clemson, that's what the committee told us that Clemson had to do, was make up four spots. Now, I do think that playing Cal instead of TCU and not having the god-awful uh, non-conference drink the schedule number, I kind of think that might have done it. Because we know, it doesn't matter if you win, just play the game, it doesn't matter. God, I honestly, you should, if you're a team trying to get in the tournament, I, like, I would make the case to the committee. So what if we went four and seven in the non-conference? Look who we played, because that's all that matters is who you play, apparently, or who you don't play. Let's go to Chuck, who's up with us next on the phones. What's up, Chuck? What's going on, guys? I'm on switch basis here. Uh, Quark, I'm sorry. to I don't know. I know everybody wants to talk about basketball, but I tell you guys, we were on beautiful Lake Hartwell Friday, and uh, – we flipped the basketball game on on my buddy's boat, and a uh, baseball game, excuse me. And uh, I was listening to you, Quack, and uh, I gave up on our baseball team. I did six to one. I was like, man, this thing's over with. I get home and flip it over there, and I hear you, and I'm like, man, when I saw that grand slam, Quack, I was like, but you did get tore up, Quack, like the the blood vessels popping out on the side of your head. <laughs> you usually do that. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and, man, what a shot. And i tell you, what a shot in the arm this baseball program and the lacrosse. And I'm going to just – I just thought maybe I could interject something positive into our Clemson Tigers and the softball team, man, doing all they do. And it's just great, I think. And I'm sorry for the baseball uh, basketball guys, but – I know everybody wants to talk about that, but, man, what a shot, man. I don't know the last time I saw a walk-off Grand Slam. I would like to know when's the last time that happened because this kid never hit a home run, a freshman, or whatever. I mean, that was just a great play. And and Clemson baseball needed that, you know? And uh, I just think, I, I guess my question is, I watched a lot of pitchers come through that. Uh, you know, quit throwing to that guy that hit four home runs, a fastball, because he ate them like uh, Captain Crunch. You know what I mean? That guy from Georgia State just ate freaking fastballs. But uh, Mr. Lindley, Jackson Lindley, came in, uh, and he pitched well. And they got some – and I admire uh, Coach Backage. He's playing everybody, and he's – uh, I just want to you know, Clark, I guess, from you as a baseball guy, what do you think? I, I really admire him. For, he's playing everybody, trying to figure some things out. And, who's, and I, I really like the way, uh, you know, Grice pitched. Had him on pitch count. But anyway, Clark, I, I admire your call on that, on that grand slam, but it wasn't like the old, you know, the old, uh, blood vessel popping out quark, <laughs> yeah. you know. Hey. I, was, I was expecting you to throw the mic and all that. But anyway. Thanks for I'll the call, Chuck. Appreciate it. I enjoy you. I enjoy you. 
thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate the phone call, Chuck. That was uh, that was a lot there from from Chuck. A lot of a lot. Of, look, a lot of good thoughts on baseball. I, I will admit, I, I had not planned to talk a lot of baseball today because I want to be at Doug Kingsmore Stadium tomorrow for another one of those multi-site uh, shows because there's another four o'clock uh, baseball game tomorrow afternoon. I will say this, man. At eight to two, I was doing a game on TV. I wasn't super confident. Cooper Engel hits a ball that was at his shoulders out. I think it was a three-two pitch. He hit out. Uh, just yanked a home run over in the Cajun Cafe. And Billy Amick, what a great, what a great story this weekend. A uh, guy who came to Clemson didn't get a lot of opportunities last year. He's got family ties that go back generations to the university. Love, local guy, loves being a part of Clemson baseball. And I do give Eric Baggett a lot of credit because he's not afraid to throw some mud on the wall and see what sticks. Friday, he also, you know, you find out. And, in fact, we um, we got a lineup that had Blake Wright's name on it, and Blake Wright was scratched. And we thought that Wright would come back potentially and play on Saturday, but he's unable to do that. I think he had some sort of a, some sort of a stomach bug. Um, and so, I mean, you had to, you had to put a bandaid on that. You're trying to figure out what to do with Grice and his role and you let him hit in the pitcher slash D8 spot and he had a hit in an RBI on a day where he pitched three innings, gave up two hits and struck out seven. He looked great on the mound in game two on Saturday. Uh, but I, I'm not sure that we won't look back. We may not. I don't know. But there's a fair chance that we look back at the comeback from down 8-2 and Billy Amick's walk-off Grand Slam, which is the third in Clemson history. Uh, you had the Tyler Colvin walk-off Grand Slam against Oral Roberts in the 06 Supers. You had Jeff Schaus hit one in 2009. And then you had that one from Billy Amick, number three. It was a great sweep. Georgia State's a good team now. That's a good, good team. They were considered to be one of the favorites in the Sun Belt, a team that's going to, you know, that's going to push for a postseason spot in a good mid-major league. Sun Belt baseball is no joke. Think about who's in there. You got Louisiana's in there. You've got Coastal Carolina in there. Georgia State, again, very good. Uh, Georgia Southern has a good team. Um, and there, there are a couple others that I think are, like, kind of below the surface that people are interested to watch. Just, I mean, South Alabama's had good teams from time to time. Sunbelt baseball is really, really good. Um, and Georgia State, I think, is one of those teams that's going to have a say in who wins it and who goes to the tournament. Uh, the Tigers, the Tigers were going to have to play well to beat them, two out of three this weekend, and they got a sweep. And they did it with a big comeback on Friday. And the reason you can't pop, you know, you can't let your blood vessels pop out on doing TV it's a yeah. different it's a different deal when you're when you're on ACC Network Extra as opposed to when you're doing a radio call. You were you were technically working for ESPN. That's right. And supposed to be quote unquote neutral. <laughs> right, right. It's always such a it's always wink, wink, nod, yeah, nod. It's always such a uh, when such you're, a question. Mark. When you're on radio, you're supposed to be a homer. When you're calling when you're calling Clemson baseball for the Clemson Radio Network. You're employed by Clemson. People listening to you are listening because they're Clemson. That's what you're supposed to be. Uh, so, yeah, you have to approach it a little different. Uh, Tony Shufo was calling it for baseball, and unfortunately there were some audio issues, and the, the, the final call got muddied really bad. It was, it, was, it was 
unfortunately such a great play and we can't use it. Oh man! Uh, but uh, hey, it still happened. That's right. It still happened. And I don't think it's a great baseball team right now, but I admire the way they're they're clawing and and trying every combination and not you know not afraid to experiment with the lineup and to give guys a ch- a chance like Chuck said. Uh, this is the season to do that, right? Yes. I mean, this is this is your feeling out process of your team if you're Eric Backage. And I, I like his approach to that. I, I don't think they're a great team at the moment. But you, you also might look back at that home run Friday night when many people left you for dead and say that that was a that was an enormous play in the season. Oh, for because sure. because if you lose that game Friday the way that it had gone, I'm not so sure you win both or maybe either of the next two. Quite honestly, I agree. I think it was a huge shot in the arm, and it was a gut punch for uh, for Georgia State. I want to say before we go to break and come back with uh, with Stockwatch, um, I want to tell you about Clemson Sock Shop. They have over 1,500 varieties of socks at Clemson Sock Shop, which is just amazing. They have two locations to serve you here in the in the local area, inside a Newtique Boutique on the Pendleton Square in downtown Pendleton, and inside Mr. Knickerbocker in downtown Clemson. Here's what you're getting when you go to Clemson Sock Shop. You're getting funky socks. You're getting funny socks. You're getting nostalgic socks. You can get snack foods and cartoons and political slogans and uh, Major League Baseball teams, and uh, you, can, you can get normal socks from Clemson Sock Shop. They just have something for everybody. If you don't believe me, go. You will find a sock for you. I can promise you that. Again, the two locations, buy five, get one free at Clemson Sock Shop is fun fashion for your feet. Final segment. We'll wrap up the show next. Gentlemen, erectile dysfunction or low T got you down? Take action now and turn your life around. Call Greenville Men's Clinic at 301-1111 or greenvillemensclinic.com. Make the call today. 301-1111 or greenvillemensclinic.com. 2008 was an incredible year for me and my family. Not only was it the year that I became head coach at Clemson, but it was also the year that I found the only dealership I need for sales and service. Toyota of Easley is my kind of place. If you are considering the purchase of a new or used vehicle or need your current vehicle service or repaired, then I encourage you to go see the winning team at Toyota of Easley. Be sure and tell them Dabo sent you. It's time to lighten up the mood and update your sock collection with Clemson Sock Shop. Our socks are conversation starters, make great gifts, and enhance any outfit. We have exclusive Clemson socks, socks with your favorite sports team, witty puns, and more. Do you love popcorn? How about 80s and 90s nostalgia? SpongeBob? We have a sock for that and so much more. Shop local at Clemson Sock Shop Tuesday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturdays until 4 inside Newtique Boutique on Pendleton Square. Buy five, get one free. Clemson Sock Shop. It's fun fashion for your feet. My Garage by Essex is proud to service the Clemson area with excellent service on all makes and models. They are professionals that perform high-quality workmanship with high-quality parts. With life being uncertain, you know you can be certain of My Garage by Essex, taking care of you and your family. Stop in to see them at 551 Old Greenville Highway, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. till 5 p.m., or call 864-633-5800. 
Poor indoor air quality can significantly decrease your quality of life by experiencing sinus infections, allergies, respiratory issues, and headaches. An easy-to-install device called UV Photomax uses purifying blue light to zap bacteria, mold, viruses before they enter your home's air vents. Purify the air your family breathes and help protect them from mold, bacteria, and viruses with the UV Photomax from Estes Heating and Air, serving Oconee, Pickens, Greenville, and surrounding areas. Visit EstesHeatingAir.com today for more information. If you're opening a new business or your current business needs updated branding, call the pros at Electric City Signs to make your brand come to life. They take care of the entire design process from logo to install, channel letters, road signs, LED message centers. They do it all. Serving upstate South Carolina, western North Carolina, and northeast Georgia businesses. Remember, a business with no sign is a sign of no business. Mention this ad to receive a 5% discount. 864-225-5351. Go Tigers! Corporate events, weddings, reunions, holiday parties, birthdays, or fundraisers, Smitty Smoke and Soul Food and Easily is here to make your special day a breeze and a little more delicious. With menu items like brisket, smoked ribs, chicken, pork, baked beans, sweet potato crunch, collard greens, peach cobbler, and more. Smitty Smoke and Soul Food, 5284 Calhoun Memorial Highway in Easley. Visit smittysmokeandsoulfood.com to view their catering menu today. Smitty Smoke and Soul Food, just like Grandma made it. When the unexpected happens and you need legal advice on how to move forward, Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney, is here to help. Maybe you were hurt on the job or in a car accident, charged criminally, or need help with a residential real estate closing. Nick is a former state prosecutor, has been fighting for Tiger fans like you for over 20 years. Call 864-654-3680, 864-654-3680, or visit online at nicklaverylaw.com. Guess who else has jumped on to Ph.D. weight loss and nutrition? It's our good friend Don Munson. Back in May of 2022, I knew I needed to lose a few pounds. I knew because my doctor told me I needed to drop 20. Just like you, I've been hearing about the tremendous results people were having with Ph.D., and so I became a Ph.D. client. At the first meeting, I knew this was the right decision for me. Dr. Ashley Lucas and her staff talked over with me my goals, asked me about my eating habits, and then introduced me to their plan for not only weight loss, but for complete wellness. The results have been life-changing for me. In 100 days, I was down over 20 pounds, down several inches in the waist, and loving the way I felt and looked. Glad to see he's seeing the results like I did when I went on PhD weight loss and nutrition last year and lost 24 pounds in just five weeks. If you've been like Don and me and you need to drop 20, 30, even 50 pounds or more, just go to myphdweightloss.com to learn more. One more time, that's myphdweightloss.com. Want a fast-paced sports talk show with lots of college football? I feel the need the need for speed. Ow! Then keep up with Quawk and Ben on Out of Bounds. Weekdays, noon to 3, on 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Sing my Sarah. Final segment of the program. Glad to have you with us. Uh, Brad Brownell met with the media a little bit earlier and essentially said what you would expect him to say. He's uh, disappointed. Uh, he's frustrated. He And this this is what he told the team, Ben. And, I again, I think this is, this is a classic Brad Brownell response. He told the team that when we lost a couple of games we shouldn't have lost, 
We left it in the hands of the committee. Just And just like they tell their players, don't leave the game in the hands of the officials. Don't make an official's call the winning or losing thing that decides a game. He said that, I mean, he admitted they basically did that. They allowed the committee the chance to leave them out of the tournament, which I think is a classy way to address it with your team, and it's a classy way to address it with the media. That doesn't mean he's not steaming and doesn't think his team deserved to be in. So just throwing that out there, some of the quotes I've seen on uh, on Twitter uh, from from that media availability. Um, we've got some other news in the world of basketball before we get mm-hmm. to uh, before we get to Stockwatch. I want to tell you about our friends at Tiger Sports Shop. Go by and see them today. Get great Clemson. I'm I think I'm going by Tiger Sports Shop today to pick something up. And the good news is I have no idea what I'm getting. That's also the bad news because if you go in there without a plan, you just drown in there. You just drown in all the Clemson apparel, all the merchandise you can possibly have. I mean, it's it's incredible how much stuff they have. Uh, if you're going to softball this weekend, if you're going to lacrosse this weekend, if you're going to baseball this weekend, if you're going to men's and women's NIT games this weekend, you're going to want to go by Clemson, uh, Tiger Sports Shop. Go by and see them. Two locations to serve you, Highway 123 or downtown Clemson. You do have uh, men's first round Wednesday at 7 o'clock. And women now is listed. I haven't seen anything from the school, but the uh, WNIT listed as seven o'clock on Thursday. Correct. Uh, they will be taking on High Point at seven o'clock on Thursday. Very excited about that uh, in the postseason NIT. Third time in Amanda Butler's brief tenure as Clemson's coach that she uh, will be guiding a team in the postseason play. So baseball tomorrow. Basketball Wednesday, basketball Thursday, baseball Friday, baseball Saturday, baseball Sunday. Yes. We're just filling up the All airwaves. Right. Love that. Ben. Um, and by the way, uh, we should mention the RoarFM.com bracket challenge. Yes. You need to get in on that today. Spots are filling up fast. Uh, a, there is a trip for two to Las Vegas on the line. So you want to get your bracket filled out. That's always a lot of fun. See where you are. Uh, see how many of the station personalities you beat. I hope you beat us all. You know what? I Because we're not eligible for the contest. That's correct. <laughs> we, we, we don't want to have to deal with that song and dance. Um, we don't have time for the music. We got to fly through a little Stockwatch and address some of the breaking news. I'll just say it. I'll say it this way. Uh, stock up, first of all, to Damon Stoudemire who is the new head coach at Georgia Tech, if you believe reports, he is leaving the Boston Celtics, where he was an assistant to take the job at Georgia Tech. Now, if you don't know Damon Stoudemire, Stoudemire uh, was a former assistant at Memphis and Arizona. Uh, Ironically enough, Ben, he was an assistant for Josh Pastner at Memphis and Arizona. He goes to Pacific as a head coach. He won. I was texting my brother because my brother's like, he was under 500 at Pacific. What's what's the deal there? Of course, my brother is a Georgia Tech fan. Uh, he joined Pacific after they won 20 combined games the prior two years. He won 11, 14, 14, and 23 games. Then went 9-9 nine nine in the COVID season. Finished tied for third in the West Coast Conference in 1920. Pacific's only made the tournament one time in 17 years, so it's not an easy job. And he was doing a good job with the Celtics because the NBA people are kind of freaking out about what it means for the Celtics' uh, postseason hopes right now. So stock up to Damon Stoudemire and stock up to Jay Bad at Georgia Tech for making a baller hire. Get Georgia Tech fun again. Put Damon Stoudemire recruiting in the 404. Let's get it. 
Uh, stack down to Marcus Sasser. Uh, I didn't realize that Houston wasn't going to be good enough to beat Memphis yesterday without Marcus Sasser, but that obviously was the case. Uh, yesterday's yesterday's game did not go well for Houston. In fact, I thought it might be Clemson. It turns out it was Oklahoma State that Memphis knocked out in literally the last game of the tournament. Memphis wasn't going, and then they beat uh, they beat Houston pretty soundly, seventy five to sixty five. Marcus Sasser did not start. Marcus Sasser did not play for Houston in the game. Remains to be seen how uh, how significant his injury is. It seemed like earlier in the in the day it might not be that serious, but he didn't play at all. And so I will be interested to see if he's hampered at all in the tournament. If Sasser's not 100%, Houston's not going to the Final Four, much less win a national championship. They're not going to do that. You're talking about Memphis beating Houston. Yes. Uh, which was a, was a good game. Uh, it was on at the same time. Purdue, Penn State, man, Penn State. I don't know if you saw the end of that game, Quack. Penn State tried to run the same play they ran against Clemson early in the year that sent the, that they hit on that sent the game in overtime. Uh, I mean, it, identical play, and they didn't execute it. Uh, of course, they banked in a three against Clemson to send it to overtime. Of course, they did. Uh, yeah, Clemson won anyway, by the way. But uh, Par for those that forget. But yeah, that was man, that was a good game, and the. You know, even though it was ended up being a little lopsided, I mean, even A and M Alabama was good yesterday. There's some good good basketball being played. Um, I'm going to give you two situations of how to rehab coaches. Okay, one good, one bad. Stock up to McNeese State. Do you know what McNeese State's college basketball history is? I'm going to tell you the story of McNeese State. You ready? Here it is. Mm-hmm. The end. That's it. There is no college basketball history book on McNeese State. So when they hire Will Wade, great. Maybe he can win a couple times. They're in uh, They're in the geographic wheelhouse for Will Wade in terms of recruiting and, and uh, otherwise. I love this hire for McNeese State. Get get the Will Wade rehab tour going. A lot of the things that he was popped for, which, I mean, I think were, were well, I don't think. I know. They were egregious, the things that he was popped for at LSU. But a lot of the things he did are now legal or at 